Hello. Hey, 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 it's us. We're back. And uh, what is the show again? The show is Like Trees Walking. Sorry, I'm not speaking directly into the mic. That sound doesn't sound very good. Here we go. The show is Like Trees Walking. It is a podcast, Mike. Okay. I am Mike then? Yeah, you're Mike who? I am Michael J. Nelson. Did I say who I am? You didn't yet. No, no. I'm David Berge. I'm a pastor. Mike's pastor. Oh, a congregation of one. It's not like you said Mike's a pastor. No, Mike's a pastor. <laughs> He's been ah, recently ordained. Recently ordained. Got it off the internet. Uh, no, <laughs> Dave's a, Dave's a real pastor. He is my pastor at my church, mm-hmm. and uh, this podcast is where we come together. We talk into microphones about you know the big topics that interest us. And that should be of interest to all people, the meaning of life, why we're here, where do we go when we die, are we actually alive, are we in a computer simulation? Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, more likely than not. More likely than not. I forgot about that. And then like four days later, some philosopher wrote a paper going like, this is ridiculous, even at its face, it's ridiculous, and uh, destroyed Neil deGrasse Tyson's life. Neil? Well, Neil had a little hashtag me too, didn't he? I believe he did. He did. I believe he did. He I don't did. know the details. So. Not much came of it. He hasn't been... Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, as far as I understand, has not been canceled, right. as the kids <laughs> like to say. He has not He has not been canceled yet, but he, he appeared to be at risk, slightly at risk of being canceled. Yeah. Uh, not quite as many memes being made of his floating head in space or anything like that. Um, so yeah, so we talk about big issues, and then we also, um, you know, just talk about pop culture things that interest us or things in our lives so you get some little sense yeah we talk about the kids family how's it going you know trips that are coming up kind of projects around the house yeah we talk about uh what'd you have for dinner last night dave did you have a casserole uh you know i was uh some chicken tikka masala it's really good some white wine oh delicious that's a that's a british dish did you know that i didn't yeah it is the the indians made it for the british well, they did a great, I mean, yeah, no, whoever, it's I mean, it's delicious. delicious. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, no exception to this show. We are going to talk about a big subject, and then we have uh, something in the second half that I think will delight and surprise you. Oh, I think it's going it's to be, it's going to oh, be it's All of us, all of us are going to be delighted and surprised. <laughs> uh, but the big uh, topic for today is one that has interested me for quite some time. Mm. Probably most people, I think, are at least interested in it because it's such a... Uh, such a mysterious, fascinated, it's a pop culture phenomenon. It is a, uh, man, there are entire movements dedicated to it. There are towns that seem to be centered around it. Mm-hmm. And that question, it's its really twofold. Let me ask it in this way. First of all, are there aliens? And uh, we'll get into what that means exactly, mm-hmm. obviously, as we go on. And the second part is, um, if there if there were aliens... What would that do to your faith? How would that uh, how would that affect it? Either positively, negatively, or neutrally. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's what I want to tackle today because I mean it's obviously being prompted by the fact that although this is might be unrelated, but uh, they're declassifying a lot of UFO stuff, and obviously there's some relation between UFOs and aliens. What that is. Who knows? I mean, uh, literally, who knows? They are unidentified. They're unidentified. Flying objects. Yes. So they could be, uh, obviously, they're probably 99% weather balloons, but, you know, who knows? <laughs> and uh, military aircraft or something like that. So, Dave, let me put it to you. Um, you know, what? 
first of all, are there aliens? You have any thoughts on this? I I don't have many thoughts on are there aliens. Um, I am like skeptical of there being aliens. Um, just because if you think about sort of everything that needs to be right for there to be. Like when when I think about aliens, I don't think about like are there microbes on other planets or you know what I mean something like that. But like sort of like sentient life. Yeah, I think we're talking about. I mean, if you don't stray too far from like an Arthur C. Clarke book or a movie from the fifties, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, guys riding a ship, but they're basically they're they're guys. Either yeah, they're they're hu- they're, they're, they're guys, like guys and gals, guys, even though yeah. they have. You know, little squat heads, and they look like onion people. They're still, you know, they're recognizable. As, right. Uh, they're 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 beings that like have arms and legs. And they have enough intelligence to stuff. travel ten times the speed of light or whatever. From- yeah, I mean, so I'm very. Uh, I guess I'm. I'm just. I'm dubious, just in the sense of how you know you look at how perfect the conditions are just on this planet, and you could people could say, well, listen, there's you know innumerable galaxies and probably innumerable planets like our own i you know I'd, i'm not convinced from that uh but i'm not like completely you know oh no that's impossible you know type of person follow-up question mm-hmm. if independence day happened yes what would that do to your faith that would suck i mean what you could say in the movie independent independence day itself sort of uh seems to it certainly would connect with some sort of uh, the book of revelation, you know, certain uh, images from the book of revelation or something like that. You know, well, let's just say, even if it was a peaceful landing. Okay. So they're not coming, they're not blowing they're not up coming to House. annihilate us. Yeah. Some... Uh, but that would be, inter- I mean, I, you know, like, so the, you know, if God has created the creator of everything and he created these other creatures, I, it would be very, very interesting to, hear from them their understanding of the universe and its origins and all right you know so that's your view yeah so i think that um that it would be i think it would be unsettling you know because um I, like i'd say my own faith is so tarot centric in the sense of like yeah, i'm i'm not spending a lot of time thinking about these other things i'm thinking about earth as sort of the singular thing. So maybe I have this myopic view. And so then being forced to sort of look outside of that would be, I think, unsettling, not necessarily going to ha- cause me to abandon it, but, um, you know, you definitely have to do some thinking, some more thinking. And so maybe you already done that thinking for me and I can just, you know, download that. You can draft off of my thinking. Yeah, exactly. Well, here's my thought. I am 100% convinced there are no aliens. Okay. And so if they were, if they did visit, I would be deeply unsettled. Okay. Very unsettled. But there would be several questions. There's a theological concern here. How do you make it work with, like, again, we're talking about these people as sort of these created beings who would seem to be at the level that, that we're at and, mm. and technologically even above that level. But they're definitely not, they're not angels. They're not... Uh, the what is it the nephali the, the nephilim nephilim yeah uh and so what are they and and so you know just the the whole story and sweep of god making uh, in in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth where are they in that what maybe what, they they fall into the rubric right of when the heavens he and the that? earth in the beginning okay and then uh theologically did they fall we'd have to ask 
We'd have to see, do they smoke or gamble or something like that? Did, Sleep around? Did they fall like men? And and then if they did, were they part of Christ's salvation? Right. Like the incarn does the incarnation include them too? Exactly. And this just seems highly unlikely to me. <laughs> and I'll tell you a couple of the reasons why. First of all, um, you know, defenders of this, because I've, I've talked to many Christians and they just go, you know, God can do anything he wants. If he's creating a bunch of uh, juggling elephants on planet Blork Non 9, what do I care? He's having fun. It's yeah. like, to the extent that that's true, I agree. But then when you, but when you start getting into the theology of it, like, yeah, if, okay, so let's say the spaceship comes down and out pop a bunch of giraffes and they go over to trees and just start eating stuff. I go, well, that's strange. I don't wonder how they got here, but I, I don't know. They're just giraffes. But when they start getting into, the, like, these are, this is another guy. Hey, hey, Dave, <laughs> Dave the alien, what is your story? Then I just, I don't see how it fits in theologically. What if Dave the alien starts reciting the Nicene Creed? Uh, where did he, where did he get it? What if he got, what if he got, I'm just saying, what if he started doing that? He's like, oh yeah, what do you believe? Oh, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that in and of itself doesn't solve everything. That creates a, its own sort of set of questions. Like, how is that what happened here for once and for all? Like, how do you know about that? What happened for you that you would believe that? But, but well... All right. Well, I'll get to that in a minute. Here's here's why I don't think that, but and I got a good reason not to think okay. that that is is very probable. If it is, I guess I'll have to deal with that. One deal I, with it when I, when I come to it. Uh, but the God can do anything He wants. Argument is like, yeah, of course He can, but is it in His nature to do, from what we know of Him, from what He's revealed to us? Is it in His nature? God could have a planet where babies are spontaneously born and then uh, die of dehydration and starvation in the sun. But does that seem likely? Does that yeah. seem part of his, and I'm not saying this is on par with that, but think about this. You, so let's say this other race of aliens does come down. They recite the Nicene Creed and they're fully on board for all of this stuff. And then you're in heaven and you ask for an explanation like, God, what you said that you loved us and, you know, you seem to have this real covenant relationship with us that was then, then you sent your only son to die for our sins. And, and then he's just like, oh, yeah, well, but I have another family. I love them, too. What's the big deal? Does that seem like it's in his nature, I'm saying? You know, I, I, I could I someday reveal to my sons that like, oh, yeah, well, I was raising you. I fully had seven other families. I love them just no, as dearly, and they fell under my... And but so God, what God, is what is your problem, buddy? God, God is God. God is not just a you know big person projected out there. Well, I know. And so that would be problematic that. for you, you know. Uh, but it, I mean, this problem is even, or the tension itself is even in scripture, like where you know God obviously has a special covenant relationship with Israel, but He also asks in other places, like, "Am I not also the God of the Egyptian?" You know, like, "Don't I? Am I not also their God too?" And so, like, you know. God loves God has a special relationship with Israel, but He's also the God of all the nations and all peoples of the earth. And so, do you think He would owe us at least an explanation? Do you think it it's would be nice. in His character to owe us an explanation of how these people fell within that? Uh, God owes what? us nothing, but it would be nice <laughs> if if you had to bet the house on it. How likely do you think that this is? 
Oh, that there's aliens? Yeah, that there's aliens of the kind you're talking about. Oh, I think uh, <laughs> I think vanishingly small. <laughs> I think that I think of a vanishingly small. Okay, probability. Here's the second part of my argument to the negative. Okay, uh, a lot of Christians I know have succumbed to what I think is a, a very clumsy argument, and that is there are just so many stars out there. There are, man. I said it. So many galaxies that the odds are very good that there's life on other planets. And there are good odds that many of them are more advanced than we are. Wouldn't that, is that a I think that's a fair, a fair summary, yes. But that argument makes a lot of assumptions. What, who knows what the odds are? Let's, first of all, you're taking the, the secularist point of view that life, well, it spontaneously started here in this certain way when atoms crashed into each other. So you find something even remotely close, it's probably going to happen over there. That's a giant assumption mm-hmm, mm-hmm. based on no, you have no information that it happens. It's happened once. You can't extrapolate from that, that it's going to happen a whole bunch of times. That's just not, you know, it could not happen ever again. And that would be, and then the other thing is those odds that you even granted that it happened that way, those odds may not work out at all. Like you're talking about, it could be a million trillion times more the odds were higher against it right? based on the number of stars. You just look at a bunch of stars and galaxies and go, well, of course, I did the math in my head. It seems fair, but it's like you don't know. You're, you're, you're making a lot yeah, of we don't know Yeah, we don't know the probabilities. And so if the probabilities are vanishingly small, I mean, you know, one over a Googleplex that it could happen like this, how many, you know, and then it's like times a trillion galaxy. That's probably still like an extremely, like, right. that's probably like... Point zero 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 zero. You know, someone can do the math at home. What's one over a Googleplex times a trillion? And I know that you there know? are uh, uh, Christian uh, scientists who are Christians. Christian, not Christian. <laughs> Mary Baker Eddy helping yes. there. Yes, who who uh, who understand those that uh, the math and everything involved much more obviously than I do, and make that very claim that like you're talking about absurd numbers here in terms of the odds and the planet being just so and all of that and. When you actually do back of the envelope math, it's like, oh, it's it's off by a factor of 800 infinities. I mean, it's just, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that is a, an argument that, that, you know, it seems good, but it uh, when you shine a light on it, not that great. Secondly, my second part of this All right. second part All right. of the negative <laughs> argument, many, many parts. subset B, is the uh, the argument then that if as said earlier, God can do anything he wants. Well, then God can make a universe that is utterly empty of anything except for our tiny little sad corner of the universe and could make that completely uninhabited just because he likes creating stars and planets and galaxies. And for him, it is nothing to do. So for us to gaze out at it and then say, oh yeah, here's the way this all works is pretty arrogant Mm -hmm. as well. So God can make any kind of universe he wants he can make one where he set it all up just for we schlubs. And that's uh, what he wanted to do. And he made the covenant with us and us only. So is that not a possibility? And a strong one? Sounds. Uh, that's the most evidence. that I, <laughs> The overwhelming evidence that is available to me uh, suggests that. Okay. So, yeah, I'm not a big. But, but I mean, I'm not a big alien guy. So, uh but what? Wait, so, <laughs> That's a claim that I make when I walk into any room. Hey, I'm not a big alien guy. I know I look very disturbing. Uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, but what is like C.S. Lewis? He was sort of intrigued by this question. I think he he wrote a book or an article or I a think treatise he wrote on a, this. a trilogy on it too. Well, 
It was a space trilogy. So well, he kind but of but doesn't any... that involve that? I think that bit of theology. He just claims that he would just go, "Hey, cool." Like, because there's like an unfallen planet, or is there none? I'm not. I, I don't remember how it, it, space it, trilogy. I don't remember how it works. Um, but uh, I but mean, he C.S. was not Lewis bothered had by some it. heterodox ideas as well. I think he was near universalist, wasn't he? Near, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think he he had some he had some nutty ideas. He's not. He's not the 100% guy in my book. How dare you? No. There's <laughs> I, I, no... I love him dearly. He's, a, he's you know, one of my favorites. We all have feet of clay, so he's, don't... Uh, yeah, you don't he's wanna... a giant, yeah. Uh, but anyway, that, that's my... He wasn't bugged by the aliens. He was not. And I know many, many people I love and respect are not as well. And they make similar arguments. And uh, I've had a, a long-standing one with a friend of mine uh, about this very thing. And he's fine with the aliens. He's fine with the aliens. He, you know, welcome them as brothers. Um, I don't. I, I preach. I don't you know, know, just hit them with the gospel. You got to <laughs> learn their alien tongue. Translate the gospel. It's come on. It would be disturbing. It, uh, I do not like. There's. I do not disagree with that at all. As I, as I said, it would be you. It would be disturbing in the sense of I understood thing, things this way. Now with this new information, I have to rethink. What I understand. Yeah. Um, well, let's wrap it up with the, uh, a couple things. Okay. Do you, I'm not as interested as either, and we talked very briefly about this the other night as we watched the Minnesota Twins get absolutely destroyed, <sighs> pounded into the ground by the hated, hated Boston Red Sox. Uh, oh, that awful. was depressing. There, there is no God, I said at the end of that. <laughs> um, no, that that the the UFOs themselves they, they don't interest they, you. Well, I just I mean I don't have enough information as no one does. You know these pilots talk about little little gleaming boxes that seem to they're darting around, and darting yeah. around, and it's like oh well that's interesting. Um, but you know I don't think that uh, it's highly unlikely that they're from another galaxy because again, Occam's razor, like, I don't know, there's something they're experimental there. Uh, or there's, there's weird, you know, there's, there's weird stuff. There's weird stuff. It, but I mean, just the notion of like your civil, cause think about how far away everything is, you know? And so how would these advanced, you know, civilizations even reach us with their yeah. technology? You know, in a in like, oh yeah, we're like we can zip this thing around. You know what I mean? It's like the best you could think of is some long dead alien civilization shot out some you know thing like we do, like a like a satellite, you know, millennia ago, and and now like it sort of comes to us crashing into us, just happens. Which like, what are the odds of that? You know, that's like shooting a, a you know arrow in the in the sky, like and thinking that from a bajillion miles away and thinking it's going to hit a target, hit a target. Like, yeah, it's just it's, not going to do. I'm so I'm sort of with you. Like I, I'm, I'm highly dubious that this is evidence of alien technology, but it, it is interesting and weird. Yeah. And uh, you know, in my view, it's probably even more likely that it's just, uh, it's demons messing with us or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Or a simulation. It's more likely than not that more it's likely than not product that of we're living in a simulation. Uh, finally, here's the other thing that I find interesting is that, uh, if there are animals that are discovered, like let's say Bigfoot, like Sasquatch, Sasquatch, uh, Yeti, Yeti, yes, Yeti. uh, the skunk ape, uh, <laughs> Loch Ness, the New Jersey devil. Uh, yes. Uh, oh yeah. 
chupacabra. Oh, el chupacabra. <laughs> if any of these are discovered, I would find that fascinating and uh, wouldn't find that all that surprising because there's still there are hidden parts of the of the world. And I know it's it's uh, easy to make fun of people who are into Bigfoot, but I. I th- I think it would be funny and cool if if there was such a thing, and I don't really have a stake on the you know. Again, you can't. It's hard to prove a negative. Uh, there can't possibly be these things. Like I don't know. There's a lot of forest out there. Um, it's possible. So I think that would be cool. I think it was a guy in a suit though. The the, the famous picture. Oh my god. That's a guy in a that's a guy in a monkey suit. We used to say this is not to disparage my late father, but uh, we used to say that that was my dad in the suit. Just he had a he had a the gate. He like, had a peculiar gait. My dad kind of he did a little bopping along as he walked. <laughs> so like we would always go, Dad, so cut it out. <laughs> so that's the mystery solved. There, it was my dad in that suit. Uh all right. Are, are we going to cover ghosts on a future topic? I we should. Oh, I think stuff. ghosts are good. Yeah. yeah. No, ghosts are. Uh, ghosts are. I'm much more of a ghost person. Oh, really? Oh yeah. Oh, this is a good teaser. This is a good. Teaser I'm not that me. much of a like. I'm not that much of a ghost person, but I'm definitely more of a ghost person than any other person. Um. What about? Uh, then can we do a whole show on uh, exorcism or demon possession? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, good. Yeah. This now we're getting into we're the getting hot stuff. topics. Yeah, yeah, this is good. All right. What about Ouija boards? Oh yes. I wasn't allowed to play with Ouija boards. I was allowed to, and uh, mistake, mistake. Oh my gosh, I've got stories about that. <sighs> so uh, I can't wait. All right, well, let's uh, let's take a little break. Like the occult walk-in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should we go fully Art Bell on this show? What was it? You know, there's like, uh, the occult is weird. Like, I was in San Francisco once and went to some like occult shop or something like that. It was like a very Pastor like. day. Well, it was like, but it was like not, it looked like a gift shop on the outside, oh, okay. you know? Uh, yeah, I was, you know, buying some uh, amulets and charms <laughs> and curses for the congregation. No, um, <laughs> giveaways. I was, uh, I was, uh, I was like, uh, I forget who it was, what saint of the church, like cut down the sacred tree. You know what I mean? Of the the people, I was going in there, and driving them out of them, burning the books of magic, as sure. Paul did or whatever. Sure. No, no, no. I was, but I just happened upon this curio uh, that was like an occult book. It's very weird, like the how sort of like people get into occulty type stuff, kind of steampunky neo Victorian. Uh, that stuff is, that's a, I'm not that I'm not into that, even though the ghost thing would seem to like play into that. Well, we'll find out what that means on an upcoming episode, but, uh, right now we'll take a little break and then we'll be back with a very special surprise. All right. Uh, this is like trees walking. Hello, everyone. It's Pastor Dave making my appeal. And uh, thank you, everyone, who responded to the last appeal and uh, left a rating and review. I appreciate it very much. And just want to say that, uh, you know, forget about the algorithms, as I say. It's about uh, it's about you connecting with this show and sharing it with other people and enjoying it yourself. And so any way that you can reach out and express that to us is um, much appreciated because we make this show because we think that it's uh, worthwhile for you all out there to um, hear. And so we love interacting with people when they find value in the show. And so thank you so much for everyone who has reached out, written a review, uh, followed us on social media, signed up for the email list, um, had a question or a comment or something like that. Uh, I always do my best to try to get back to folks. And so 
um, yeah, this is just our standard appeal is rate, review, share, um, keep this circulating and, uh, and, and we will do our best to keep the interesting, uh, strange, odd, we hope humorous content and, and also profound and important to conversation coming. So let's get back to the show. And I'll fix up the Cadillac and find the girl who likes to dance so slow. Welcome back, everyone. And we have a special surprise topic. This is something that I don't think that we've covered before. It, uh, we've done so many of these shows so far. We can't always remember what we talk about. 414 of them. We don't keep like meticulous notes on everything that we've talked about. We're relying upon Mike's, my memory, which is good, but fallible. And Mike's obviously fallible memory as we covered Deeply a couple fallible. episodes ago. Mike's going to point out the picture of Houghton Mifflin to you all. And no, no, no. Oh. So hopefully this is not another Houghton Mifflin moment. And if you've heard this story before, it's like the family, you know, when you get back together at, at, at Thanksgiving and you always hear the same stories <laughs> over and over and over again, consider it one of those moments grandpa tell the story (laughs) yeah i think it's probably come up because uh it is so such a huge part of my life i've heard you talk about this well but you don't like talk to me about it oh it's not like oh dave you tell me the story again but when i find you meeting new people i've heard you talk about this probably five six times it's 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 not a, a a problem that is uh singular to me it is something that other people do bring up i recently met a I met a fella who shares the exact same frustration mm. and look, let's not, let's not bury the lead. It was my ongoing, um, I'm going to say five year war with crows, the, the birds, <laughs> not the counting crows, not the black crows. I got beef with, uh, <laughs> with, uh, Adam. I, well, I Durst. do, have, I you do, do have, have a beef with Adam Durst. Uh, ask me again if I have a beef with him. Do you have a beef with Adam Durst? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, round here, round here. Um, no, I so I lived in a, in a house in California that had a there was a giant, giant. Uh, I don't know, family of crows, extended family, obviously. A murder, a murder, and it was a giant murder that lived a couple blocks away, and then would during the day, especially at five in the morning, would. Uh, come to my neighborhood and roost in all of the trees mm. around and make the most god-awful racket at 5 a.m. And so uh, I, you know, I started my my research. That was the beginning of the war. They drew first blood, not me. <laughs> they drew first blood. And, uh, and so my first act was to, let me just set the scene a little bit. I lived in a house that was uh, in, a, in a small, uh, like, ravine, little valley. Okay. And uh, on the other side of it were other houses on the upper side of it. There were houses overlooking mine. If you can picture that California. I can, sort of, yes. Okay. There's like, you're, they're like the, the people on, you know, the yeah. people on top it's of the Snob hill. hill, yes. Yeah. And then there's the, everyone else. And there's the lower orders below <laughs> yes. them. Uh, no, but, but so, uh, you know, no, uh, no BB guns, no wrist rockets, slingshots could be fired. Uh, safely in any direction because as you fire up at the trees i'm just might hit, yeah. putting that in your mind but one day uh in my battle with the crows which i used to just you know harmlessly throw rocks at and they would go ha ha what, what is that you know and again 5 a.m every single day and we had to have the windows open even if we didn't i think it would be loud 
But, uh, you know, there's no air conditioning. This is, we're along the coast in yeah. California, in San Diego. So it was nice and cool all the oh, time. Love for to sleeping. sleep with the windows yeah. open. No. Lovely. So that, that wasn't an option to box it off and try to keep them out. It just wasn't an option. So uh, my first act was to, uh, a crow came down uh, atypically lower uh, to a tree that was just right behind my yard. And so there was a, a berm behind it, mm-hmm. completely safe, nothing back there. The curtain, as they call it, when your your backdrop, your curtain for shooting is good, and so I got my uh, an air rifle out, and I killed that crow, and <laughs> monster. This is this is something you should not do. I have since learned they uh, they generated a a giant like uh, you know two hundred yard high volcano of screaming crows <laughs> for about an hour, <laughs> and um, and as I came to find out. They all memorized my face. And now all there's a lot of people listening going, what are you talking about? This is a proven fact. Crows can recognize human faces and distinguish one from another. And they had my number. And so they, they continued to torment me. And uh, eventually, what I learned was really the only thing you can do, aside from you, you, kill, you make what's called a crow coffin, and this is what they do in cities when they become scourges to cities is they kill a couple crows and they like nail them on boards and they put them up in the trees, you know, like a, like yeah. a planet of the apes yeah. thing, like a warning to these dead bot, like, you know, Spartacus basically. Jeez. And the crows will not come around. Well, obviously that's not an option for me to <laughs> nail a crow to a board. I think you need a special license for that. Um, so the next best thing is a, uh, a uh, record, a, a constantly circulating recording of raptor birds of various kinds that you have to sort of hide and move around to various points around <laughs> your house and play like all the time. And uh, so people would come up to my house and they would hear like, <laughs> you know, just eagles and and uh, and hawks, red-tailed hawks. And, <laughs> this is insane. And uh, And if I didn't do it, the crows would be back. Did they ever attack you? Like, do they, when they memorize your face, do they come after you? Do, uh, what, what is, what they do would, they do? They would dive bomb me sometimes, but most of the time they would, uh, they would call. I would step outside. So my wife would come outside in the morning and go, get out of here. Shut up. And they wouldn't do a thing. And then I'd go, just hang on. And I would grab a cup of coffee and just step outside and show my face up to the skies. And one of them would just start screaming bloody murder and they would all fly away. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, it's true. People have seen it. I I have this verified. Um, But no, it's based on an experiment they, they did at a university where they captured a crow and they took it into a lab where the only people entering the lab wore the exact same masks. Which is a disturbing thing that if you think about it. Think <laughs> all about. these masked people, and they—I uh, I don't think they tormented the crow. It was just the fact that they had captured it and kept it for a few days was, you know, that was irritation enough. And then they would go out. They let it go, and they would go out on the campus wearing these masks. And the crows would do the same thing they did to me. They'd either dive bomb wow. them, but the thing was, it wasn't the crow who was captured. He wasn't even around. What? So they're like, he's describing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is crazy. 
So anyway, that's I have so many, many years of research, my never ending war with crows. When it comes up, my my passion rises, my blood boils. Has word spread cross country to the crows about you? Like do they I, I can't around here I can't they don't really trouble me around here, but when I do hear them, it's I just wonder like why. suddenly this chilling it brings back this this uh, many year war uh that I had with them. Um uh, one one last note about it. My neighbors, who already thought I was eccentric, one time, <laughs> I the sound stopped working because I had to have external speakers, and my only access to it was to crawl out onto the roof. <laughs> and I'm out on the roof, and I plug the I plug the speaker back, and somehow get it going again, and it is at full volume. Oh, jeez! And it is just casting these these raptor calls across the neighborhood at gigantic volumes and i'm up on the roof and then for some reason like the window had shut and i couldn't get back in so i'm just standing outside with these calls going off and this just like you know the assumption is obviously this man is going to commit suicide (laughs) in some strange way but my neighbors came out they're like mike what are you doing i'm like it's really hard to explain (laughs) could you tell bridget i need to get down so yeah my that's my battle with the crows i feel like you have not told the story um, i feel like it's no. come up it has to have come up about not, how in I, not, I will, not in this depth not in this detail yeah i will pin people down at a at a party and talk about it. my last crow fact which i swear is interesting they've discovered them um using crosswalk lights to time the dropping of like nuts that they can't crack and then they get on top and then of the people light. walk on them the, the cars drive over them wow. and the timing of the lights <laughs> And then the crows cross the street with the tr- the walk sign, pick up their spoils, and do it all over again. So yeah, they they have a a brain cortex that's like bigger than a like a chimpanzee size or something wow. like that. So yeah, they're incredibly intelligent, which is terrifying. It is, and they're describing your face to other crows. That is just <laughs> disturbing. Well, thank you, Mike, for sharing that. My pleasure. Uh, any uh, anybody has questions, comments about crows, please <laughs> send them Mike's way. Mike at crowkiller.net. <laughs> I will answer any and all questions. There you go. All right. Well, another great episode. Another great episode indeed. And wow, look, we are out of time. We are. That timed out very well. Uh, next episode, I believe we get the second part of your celebrity. Oh, yeah, my sightings. celebrity. Another celebrity. So Another celebrity excited. encounter. This one's this one is good too. I'm very excited about that, and we will, of course, then talk about important things like uh, <clears throat> God and aliens and angels, demons and, demons. and ghosts and ghosts. Ooh, a ghost. Do tigers see ghosts? All right. Thank you. This has been like trees walking. I am Michael J. Nelson. I'm David Berge. We'll see you next time. <laughs>